Oh boy, the rhetoric out there can get quite tiresome, can't it? Who would want to invite that into their homeschools? Not me. Crystal Joy Campbell here. Thanks for joining me in Classical Matters. Today, we're going to explore rhetoric, just what it is and what it isn't, so we can be sure the rhetoric we invite into our homeschools will actually flourish the souls of our children. So, stick around. Now, I know we've all encountered the type of rhetoric I was referring to, the one that just seems to make our soul sad or our soul rejects it. It's getting a little bit ridiculous out there. We see it all around us, and we oftentimes just roll our eyes and try and move on. But the flip side is, I'm sure we've all encountered it as well, It's the type of rhetoric that moves us, that delights our soul, and that we're willing to take direction from. Both of these things are rhetoric, in a way. Our soul can distinguish between these two. One is distorted, and our soul doesn't like it. It rejects it. And the other is more true, and we're drawn to it. So today, let's peel back our experiences and discover what rhetoric truly is. Now, one of the ancients, Marcus Cato, said that a rhetorician is a good man skilled in speaking. Now, I love this quote because it highlights three elements that are necessary for rhetoric to be truly rhetoric. This quote draws our attention toward skills, communication, and virtue. And yes, Rhetoric does employ skills and tools, and we will go more in-depth into this in episode 23. But just briefly, some of the skills and tools are what we call the five canons and the progymnasmata. Now, the five canons are like principles, five principles which guide us in the art of persuasion. Rhetoric is often referred to as the art of persuasion, how best to persuade others of our position or our point of view. And the canons are tools which hone our communication, which hone our ability to persuade. Now, the progymnasmata are preliminary exercises which assist the tools and the principles. These are ways of honing the skills of rhetoric, and that's the progymnasmata. Now, these Tools and skills, the five canons and the progymnasmata, like anything, are very powerful and they can be used for good or for evil. And so we really need to understand how these tools, how these skills need to remain rooted in the nature and purpose so as to do the good that it's supposed to do. We can remove the true nature and true purpose of rhetoric and just use the tools and skills for our own ends. And then that's when rhetoric becomes distorted. So now that we've covered one of the elements, which is skill, let's jump on to the next element, communication. The quote said, a good man skilled in speaking. So it's saying that rhetoric is concerned with speaking. Well, really, it's concerned with communicating. It can be the through the written word or the oral word. So what is the art of communication? Well, communication is really that ability to express ideas through symbols from one person to another. And usually we communicate because we hold something in common. 
There's like a meeting of the minds and hearts in communication. If we don't have something in common, it's like we're speaking to a brick wall. There has to be something in common. And there is a part within communication for not just speaking, but listening as well. Cicero has a really great quote about the purpose of rhetoric, and it is to move, to instruct, to delight. Now, I love this quote from Cicero because it's simple and it's easy to remember, and it really directs me to the end goal. One of the end goals of rhetoric is to move, to instruct, and to delight. So that's the second element, the element of communication. Now, if we look to the third element, which is virtue. Now, the quote said, a good man skilled in speaking. Now, Marcus Cato, he put the emphasis on a good man. And we know that because it appears first in the sentence. So what is a good man? Often we can say that goodness comes from virtue. And not to go too deep into virtue in this episode, but one of the virtues that really underscores most of the virtues is piety. And piety is that love, duty, and respect that is owed to God, oneself, and others. Now, if our rhetoric is not virtuous or rooted in piety, it can no longer fulfill its end. And its end is to move, to delight, and instruct. And these three actions are directed at another. These are not for our own sake, but out of the goodwill for the other. It is really an outpouring of love. This is why it is necessary for the rhetorician to be a good man. We need to be able to possess habits of virtue, the ability to cast off our own selfish tendencies and inclinations, so to allow love to be at the root of our action. Our soul rejects the rhetoric that is void of virtue, that is void of love. This distorted rhetoric uses the skills and tools of communication for an end outside of charity, one that is seated in manipulation. True rhetoric embodies truth, beauty, and goodness, and our soul delights in it. The art of using skills and tools to move, delight, and instruct the other in truth, out of love, is rhetoric. Now this is just the beginning. Coming up, we're going to journey toward a deeper understanding of the what and the whys of the art of rhetoric, as well as the practical, the how-tos. But we do need to start with just encountering it. So this week, in your homeschool, Be attentive and curious about where rhetoric is alive and well, where it reflects a good man skilled in speaking, where it looks to move, delight, or instruct for the sake of the other. And on the flip side, pay attention to when the soul, when your soul and your child's soul rejects rhetoric. Is it void of virtue? Does it lack truth? beauty or goodness? Is it roughshod, lacking skill? Is it self-seeking or manipulative? Take some time for contemplation considerations about rhetoric. Cultivate true rhetoric this week by remembering it is the art of using skills 
and tools to move, delight, and instruct the other in truth out of love. It is a good man, skilled in speech. I hope these short episodes of Classical Matters give you a springboard for the rest of your week to think, explore, contemplate, ponder, and discuss classical education. As usual, I would love to hear from you because real transformation happens through dialogue, conversation, and community. I'm relying on you to help me in this. Leave me a comment by following me on Facebook or reaching out to me through my website. Both are linked in the show notes. It would really help me out if you share this podcast with a friend this week to help get the word out there. And don't forget yourself, subscribe to the Classical Matters podcast so you don't miss an episode. Don't forget to tune in next week as we discover more about the nature and purpose of rhetoric as we continue in the great conversation of classical education. Blessings for your week.